I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. How to create a money-making machine with your revenue, overcoming the fear of delegating and reducing sales friction. The last episode of Playbook Highlights comes from the sessions with Wealth Habits author, Candy Valentino, systems expert, Connie S. Falls, and PandaDoc CEO, Makita Mikado. If you wanna watch the full sessions, you can go to Tranual's YouTube channel and look for the Playbook 2022 playlist. But one thing, you know, and it, it kind of relates to the book and kind of what we've been talking about today. I know you mentioned like getting a focus on profitability is really important. But when it comes to running a business, I'm curious, like on your take on this, is there a difference between profit and wealth when it comes to running a business? And I guess if there is a difference, what's that key to achieve, you know, a wealthy business, so to say? There is an absolute difference. I am I, um, coming out of the you know, business world for so long and kind of coming more online and in social media, it, it like drives me crazy that I see people like, I have a seven figure business. You can have a seven figure business and make $25,000. <laughs> you can have a seven figure business and actually lose $500,000. Like it really means nothing without context. What's important is what you do with the profit. So building a seven figure business it may, or an eight figure or a nine figure company may not be what the person listening is even paying attention to. Maybe that's not what they want for their life, but it's what you do with the profits of that business. So let's say you have, you know, people always tote this. I have a seven figure business. Let's say that they net $250,000 of that seven figure million dollar business, which is a 25% profit margin, which in most companies, especially if they're not in the online space, if they have brick and mortar or they're offline, that's a pretty decent profit margin in most companies. So what are you going to do with that $250,000? That's how you create wealth. And there's six habits, very ordinary, basic things. Everyone sees and they hear what you, how you introduced me. But the truth of the matter is I grew up in a trailer in a really small town. I have no degrees. I'm probably the least educated person listening here. But what I did was I figured out how to live beneath my means, how to take my money and invest it into diversification. And if anyone listening here is like, I don't even know what any of those things mean. Where do I start? The very basic bare minimum that I believe everyone should have right now as a business owner is setting up a self-employed, depending if you have employees or not, but a self-employed 401k, a solo 401k, a SEP IRA, and max out your Roth IRA if you're eligible. So anyone making, I think it's like 132,000, it changes every year. Those are your very first two steps. Get with a financial planner. I don't, that's not me. Find one that's really great in the state that you're in. Get a Roth IRA and get a retirement plan and start to live beneath your means. But here's the thing. This is a really quick tip to know if anyone's spending too much. If you cannot, if I tell you, take 20% of your earnings right now. So 20% of what your profit is at the end of the month. And I want you to invest it. And if your thought right now is, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I couldn't invest 20%. I have this, this, and this. That is the number one indicator that you're spending too much. You're overspending. Because if you're not paying yourself and building wealth first, you didn't create a business. You created a job that you need to work at for the rest of your life. So rather than continually trading time for money, you need to take profits from your business and invest them outside of your business into diversification, diversifying assets, Roth IRA, SEP retirement, real estate, stocks, basket stocks, um, all of those things. 
And then you can start to build wealth. Your business should just be a vehicle to print money so that you don't have to constantly trade time for it. And then you can set up a machine that'll print money even when you're not working so that you can then invest it and become wealthy. Sometimes like we hear all the time with, uh, with, with some small business owners, it's, it, it, it can be tough to kind of like delegate things out, right? Whether it's like the, the process of delegating things out might just be a little clunky, or maybe, you know, some people don't want to let go of a, a certain thing that they really, really like to do or anything like that. How do you go about delegating in the most efficient way for businesses when they're implementing their systems and processes? So I think one of the scariest things is delegation. Most of us were raised to believe that we can do everything ourselves. So b- before we even get to the actual steps, we have to break down the mindset. And I know that that's like a really popular word, right? Oh, everybody's focused on mindset. When in reality, that's where it starts. Because if I can't get you to tell me um, the, the simple instructions on a task, chances are the bigger instructions you'll never let go of, Right. You'll be so panicked about trying to share exactly how your business is run because you're afraid that somebody's going to steal your secret sauce. When in the reality is, when you look at large corporations, if you look at a KFC, what people don't realize is that KFC has all of their secret ingredients. They're making that in the kitchen. The, The chicken doesn't just come frozen all the time, right? So they're literally mixing in seasonings and you have kids running those companies, right? Doing the day to day operations. So those scary secrets that you're nervous to give out about your candle making company or your process company, those scary secrets that you're afraid to delegate are the ones that are going to be able to push your business forward because you're able to delegate and train somebody else to do it. So even though I know the the delegation process is important, it's even more important to have your mindset prepared to say, I'm not doing this because I don't respect my company. I'm not doing this and sharing the secret that I feel like is going to give me anxiety. You're doing this because this is how you scale and grow your brand. Scaling and growing your brand starts with people, right? If you have an e-commerce company, you can go and throw all the ads behind it that you want to. That's wonderful. But when you're talking about service-based companies, like my company is, if I don't have more people, I can't serve more people. And if I can't serve more people, I cannot scale. I can grow, which my friend Madi is very specific about the difference between growth and scale. Growth is when you make more money, but your expenses go up. However, scaling is when you make more money, but your expenses level out. So if you're making more money and your expenses are high, I can make $100,000. But if my expenses are still 80, if I'm at a million, if my expenses are still quantified that, by that way, I'm still making the same amount of money. So if I'm not expanding my team, I'm not growing the company itself. So delegation is imperative because that allows you to bring more people onto your team, which in turn allows you to be able to serve more people. What causes do you think the most friction in the sales process? If you've got millions of these transactions happening, where do you think people get hung up? What causes bad proposals or things that deals that don't get done? Uh, I'd put... um... I put follow through and follow up and follow through at the top of that list. Uh, We work with thousands of small to mid-sized businesses and uh, with volume at play and actually even in in the app market scenarios too, uh, timely follow up and a robust follow through are the key. Um, 
so again, uh, whatever is like highlighted within that pitch, that offering, that quote proposal, you name it, contract, uh, it, it, it needs to be acted on, right? And um, it needs to happen, be that a sales plan or, um, and then a timely follow-up, right? Um, especially in the velocity environments where uh, prospects are looking to make a purchase and have done all of their research prior. I mean, more and more so, uh, like prospects find themselves further down the funnel by the time they talk to sales. Um, there's so much information available online, right? Like people do their research. There are now those review marketplaces. You can learn about uh, a service provider or a product company so much online now that like by the time you talk to sales, you're not just like, you, you may not just be qualified, like you're overqualified, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so like timely follow up and then timely follow through and <laughs> robust follow through, proper follow through. I think those two are uh, the key. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. You know, when customers find us online and when they come to you, sometimes they just want to buy, they just want to give you money or they've got like one or two questions and they want to close the deal. And if you're not immediately available to answer those questions, or if you don't make it easy to get a price or to get a demo or to purchase from you, then they're just going to find somewhere else to buy from. And so part of this idea of frictionless sales is why is it so hard to buy from some companies? You know, like if, if you're showing up with, with your wallet out and you want to make a purchase, let someone just buy, make it easy. Yeah. Um, I remember we had a, a, a conversation early on in, in Trainual about, you know, people couldn't buy before their trial was up. And it was like, we hadn't really thought about that. You know, you thought you go into a free trial at the end of the trial, then we'll ask you to buy. But some people were just like, yeah, yeah, I'm convinced I'm in. I'm like, let's go. And we didn't have a way for people to do that. And so I'd encourage everyone again, think about where do people get stuck just wanting to buy from you and how can you make that easier? Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.